how do I sound here? I'm using something totally different. Does it sound okay? Yeah, it sounds really clear. Yeah, really good. Okay. Cool. I just broke my microphone. You broke it? Oops. Sorry, work. <laughs> Sorry, office. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll use the next best thing and use my kids' gaming headphones and see how that works and yeah. sounds. Are you going to start yelling at us and telling us, faster, hurry, do that thing. Get him, get him, get him, get him. Welcome to Listen and Learn or Not. I'm Anna D. We have Claire. We're both podcasting remotely. We have Life Coach Lori recording us in the Warm 106.9 studios. And a big thank you to Warm 106.9 for allowing us always to have this platform. They promote us, they show us up on social media, and they let us be ourselves. And they haven't yelled at us once. No, so they thank haven't. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Warm. <laughs> and the groundhog saw its shadow. Yeah. Not yelled, a good thing. Winter's coming. <laughs> he saw it on the same day that New York got like a foot of snow. So, I mean, I don't think it had to be a groundhog to see that one coming. <laughs> right. right. Oh my gosh. And then spring begins like March 20th, which is only a month and a half away. Are you two thinking about spring cleaning this early in the game? I think Claire is. Yeah, kind of. I'm sort of inadvertently spring cleaning because I'm moving again. What? You Do are? Tell. Yeah. Oh, God. I hate moving. And uh, this will be our, not counting college, like since I grew up and moved out of my house, this will be my 18th move. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I know. And it's not the last one. This is another temporary move for probably a year or two. And then hopefully we're going to buy a house at some point, And then that will be our last move but i'm pretty sure i said that three moves ago this is my last move when we bought our, <laughs> we bought our house in savannah and oh we love that house it was so great but you know opportunity knocked and we moved to seattle and sold that house and uh that was like well okay guess we got two or three more moves ahead of us again and yeah and we do but this time this time really 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 we're doing the thing that we have been threatening to do for years which is going through all of our stuff and downsizing and wow, has that been a task. So I would call it spring cleaning on steroids because we not only have to vacate the home we're in and clean it so that it looks good for the landlord, but um, yeah, we are cleaning on up not only my personal things I've accumulated since I was a kid, but things that I, I wouldn't even call it inherited, just got stuck with from my parents and grandparents that my siblings and I all sort of divided. Mm -hmm. And now I have my portion of things and um Going through that, like, you know, I don't want to haul this around anymore or pay to store it, but what obligation do I have to the family to keep it in the family, right? And uh, it's been a challenge this time. I mean, this is the first time I've really ever really just literally made piles and boxes of throw away versus donate versus sell versus keep. And uh, wow, it's hard. Also, uh, every five seconds, I have to stop and put a picture up on Facebook <laughs> to like, like really cool old pictures of the family and stuff that I'm finding that I'm posting for cousins and stuff to take a look at and enjoy or try to identify who's in the picture. So it's a it's a little painstaking, which is my own fault because I'm wallowing in the fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I we've got some time, you know. We we've got a few weeks left to go. So, but yeah, it's tough. It's um it's a it's a weird. You know, part of it is is that I remember very distinctly when my parents, when we decided to move them out of their house and sell the the old family home that I grew up in, and um, I have I have three other three siblings, but my one brother and I, we took we each took the week off. We flew to Toledo, Ohio, 
to empty our parents' house. And my mom had come first and we'd already moved her down to Savannah and she'd sort of tagged the things that she knew she wanted and, and who should get what and things we should give away and the rest she left up to us. And my brother and I hired this guy to go up into the attic and pull down boxes and boxes and boxes from the attic, chucked it all into like two rooms in the house. And then we painstakingly sifted through everything, including we rented a dumpster. And I literally sat inside a dumpster in my driveway that I grew up in triaging crap that had come down from the attic. <laughs> and it was like, I mean, we did that for a week and still I have boxes of stuff that I've been hauling around all these years. And I vowed that day sitting at that dumpster that I would never do to my, you know, people who came after me, what my parents had done to us, which was <laughs> leave us sifting for all this crap. You know, yes. Um, so I'm really conscious of of not leaving such a big footprint behind, but still wanting to hang on to the things that I think will matter to someone down the line. That's awesome. Like, what what are you going to do with the stuff that you had since you were a kid? That's yeah. the big thing. I'm I'm uh... tricky, isn't it? Yes. Tricky. Yeah. I'm. Uh, and Sharon and I are, are 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 both doing this. I have a few. Like, they just every time I come across them, they make me smile. Like. Aww the report I did on the human body when I was in third grade, right? <laughs> Here's the esophagus. Here's the whatever, you know? And I found some just really great, I happen to be Facebook friends with my second grade teacher. Oh. And I found a report card uh, from when I was in second grade. And so I, I scanned a few bits of that and posted them on Facebook and showed them to her and, and, and she loved them. So I have a few like projects, like, you know, when I grew up, I want to be a veterinarian. And, and so there's like the second grade picture of my essay on what veterinarians do. And I, I had like a drawing of a cat, which of course was my cat, Emily. And I just, I can't part with that stuff. I love it. It's just so, it's just such a piece of me. And I was such a horrible, horrible at drawing and horrible at handwriting <laughs> still, but it, it's just so fun. So I have a few of those things, you know, I don't have to have as much, you don't know, have like every program from every play I was ever in or stage managed. And I thin through some of those, you know, it's hard. It's, it's hard to let go of those fun reminders of your, of your childhood. But I think if you keep just enough of them, to remind you, I think that's okay. I don't think you have to have every every essay you did on the human body. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a good thing. The esophagus, right? Yes. A good thing someone <laughs> told me once was to take a picture uh -huh. before you toss it. Then you've got the picture. For exactly. for me, my biggest Achilles heel is cassette tapes. Yes. So you take a picture, you still can't hear them. <laughs> uh huh. Sure that. You yeah. need to transfer that stuff electronically, there, Lori. Oh, I suppose it, I could do that. Yeah. Cassettes are hard. You got to find somebody who's got a cassette player that's in working order that's not going to eat your tape. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, man, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky last year. I had I came across actually my brother had it. He sent it to me a cassette tape of my bat mitzvah back when I was thirteen years old, and uh, a guy that we worked with was able to transfer that digital to me. So I do have that. But um, the other day I came across a bunch of cassette tapes when I was, and I swear to you, I am not making this up. I know that this is me at seven, eight, nine, and 10 years old doing little traffic and weather reports. <laughs> I, I'm not making it up. That is what I did when I was a kid. Was I did little newscasts. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> today's weather, it's going to be a great day to go to the zoo. You know, like that kind of, kind of stuff. Oh, um, that's adorable. But I don't have, 
I don't have a cassette player, so I, but I'm keeping them, Lori. Just like you said, I got to keep them. Right? You guys, I'll tell you, I think you need to start thinking about transferring whatever you haven't transferred yet electronically because those things last only up to like 20 years or something. Oh. So, you know, before they really lose their magnetic or um, <laughs> You're adorable, Anna. These are 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't you only like 25? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, but thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I understand about the whole, like, I, I don't know what you're going to do with some of the toys. I My kids have been into cleaning their rooms lately and purging some things, but my daughter is more like me. Like, I will keep things that make me happy because it was part of childhood and blah, blah, blah. There is this little Einstein's red spaceship that she hasn't played with for probably the last decade, but it's been around for so long. I was going to Goodwill. I'm like, I'm packing everything. I'm packing everything. And then I realized I was going to miss this little spaceship too. Oh, so you (laughs) rescued it. Yeah. I rescued it. Something I did find was when I was a kid, I collected trading cards. Like I had my baseball cards and all that stuff, right? But I also found in addition to like baseball cards, I also had like um, a whole bunch of cards from when the original Star Wars came out. And they're little trading cards. And they each have a picture of like Luke Skywalker talks to R2-D2. And... And it might even have the actor's name on it, you know. Right. You know, Han Solo, Harrison Ford is getting ready to fight a whatever, you know. And there <laughs> here's Harrison series. Ford in his little carbonite. The, yeah, the carbonite. That's right. And, Wait, and, let me ask you this because it's sounding familiar. I have a feeling my brothers had these cards laying around. Were they black with Star Wars logo on one side and then the picture on the other side? Like on um, every card, it was a Star Wars logo. It, oh, definitely had a Star Wars logo. There were there. I have the red series and the blue series, and these were all from the first movie, so they're all from like 1977. And so the red border series with little Star Wars stuff and the blue border series, but the back actually you had to collect them all because the back was a picture. Oh. And you had you had to get every one of the like I don't even know how many fifty or whatever in the collection to form yeah. the entire picture on the back, which I never got right. So I don't <laughs> I don't even have a full set. Or if I do, I chucked them. And right. I I'm not I'm I part of me wants to hang on to those, but then I realized you know what they need to go to someone who really deserves them. So uh, I'm actually giving them to Ryder the Youngin, who is on the uh, Fitz in the Morning show with me. He yes. is the world's foremost Star Wars nerd fan geek in, on planet Earth, and I think he deserves them. So <sighs> he's going to get those. But what I'm hanging on to are <laughs> cards from Greece, <laughs> like John Travolta, Louis Newton John, Mork and Mindy, <laughs> the original Charlie's Angels. My God, where did you get these things? I'm hanging on all those. You know what? I think my mom just bought them for me. You know, she just knew I I was a nerd and she just bought me all this stuff or I would get them with my whatever money I had and, you know, collect them all. And I and I put them all, not at the time, I just kept them in a shoebox, but then later I put them all in those little protective sheet things, you know, so that they wouldn't get damaged. And dude, I cannot part with these. I was ready to, I was ready to chuck them or send yeah. them off to a consignment guy for a collector. And I'm like, nope. I am keeping those Charlie's Angels cards. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. It's uh, crazy. Have you ever like collected garbage pail cards? Because I remember yep. those. Totally. They had stickers too. Yeah, they had stickers. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what I wish I had still, were the garbage pail, garbage pail kids. That's it. My kids collected the Pikachu. Yes. Oh, right? my gosh. My kids did do, actually. And I Those thought... Those are still in... Yeah. Well, that's the They're thing. They're still valuable. I thought it was a phase. And so when the kids all grew up and I moved out, I was like, oh, get rid of these. And just Uh-oh. the other day, my daughter asked me for her nine-year-olds, Whoa. Mom, do you still have those cards? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that hurt. Yeah, there's there's money in those bad boys. There's a game uh, that apparently they still play, but back uh, in the day called Magic the Gathering, which was one of the kind of the it was the adult version of Pokemon. Basically, all the, all the nerds listening to our podcast right now are going, "No, it's not. It's totally different." But it's the adult version of Pokemon, <laughs> and it's so much fun. I mean, it was a very addictive, fun game. And I got through a phase where I played that, and then I was like, meh, and I was done, and I either gave them away or threw them out. And now I'm wishing I kept them because those are worth a lot of money, you know? <laughs> My son found out that this Lego set that he had, the uh, Lego set for the Imperial Assault Carrier from mm. Star Wars, Yeah, he found out that they no longer make it, and now, like, the price of it has gone, like, sky high. Yeah, I did keep the kids' baseball cards and gave them to my son-in-law because he's a baseball nut. I just didn't think with the Pokemon. I'm like, this was a fad. And then all of a sudden, when they started doing that thing a few years ago, I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) I would have thought Pokemon was fad written all over it, too. But, boy, were we wrong. Right? Yeah. Do people still Pokemon Go? Yes. Oh, gosh, do yes. for real adults like real actual adults <laughs> who still go out pokemon going 100 percent. i don't know if it was 2016 when that was all like huge downtown bellevue park near bellevue square it'd be like big mobs wow. <laughs> crazy stuff so people are still doing that yeah and, and they're did- still trespassing. I feel like it was maybe a year or so ago that I was at Luther Burbank Park. This is that's in Mercer Island in Seattle. Big, huge, uh, beautiful public park with, I mean, it's got lots of open space and dog parks and stuff and ball fields. But it's also got buildings, uh, community centers where clubs and groups meet. So there's a lot of these kind of like city-owned buildings. And I remember there being a sign on some fence, something to the effect of just a reminder that playing Pokemon Go is trespassing or something. I don't know what it was, but but clearly people had more than once broken into one of these buildings because they thought there was some kind of critter in there. And like, I get it, but don't the, whoever does the GPS caching for Pokemon Go, wouldn't, wouldn't you just take that extra step to make sure that you didn't stick it on some private property or, or like public you know building that you're not supposed to get into i don't know i guess or off a just, cliff or off a cliff right or, or into a barbed wire fence or you know <laughs> i mean i i get that you want to assume that the people playing your game are smart enough to have self-preservation but not necessarily nope, nope. some people will go into a lion's den just to get Virtual. 20 points right <laughs> <laughs> however it works i forgot i used to play myself i used to have the app but yeah um I don't I don't remember really what you gained out of it. My my thought was at least it's getting people outside. Right? Yes. <laughs> outside is great, but walking into traffic is not. not. <laughs> you know? There's a there's kind of a balance there you gotta strike. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me doing traffic at Metro. 
it was night and these gals, they, they had had a few drinks, but they were in from out of town for a conference and their GPS told them to turn here and they drove right into Lake Washington, right off oh, 520. Oh my Lord. Yeah. No. And they're, the cop, when they got there, is like, what is going on? Have you been drinking? They're like, well, we did have a drink, but the GPS kept saying, turn, turn. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, wow, this week there was a, a coming out and a discrediting all in the same day. <laughs> same day. <laughs> Pretty yes. much day. Yeah. yeah. Morgan Wallen. <sighs> what an idiot. I just want to start with that. Oh, wow. So Morgan Wallen is a guy who he's he's a country music singer pretty much at the top of the charts right now. He has been he was kind of up and coming for the last couple of years. But in the last one year, he's just had a, a, a great year in terms of even with COVID, you know, chart success. He just had what I would consider his third strike. Yeah, this is a guy. He's 27 years old. He's from I forget if he's from Alabama or Tennessee originally, but he's definitely from the from the southern U.S. He's a drinker. He likes to drink. He likes to party. And I don't know if it I don't know if he's got an addiction problem or if he's just a guy who likes to party. But in May, right after COVID started, uh, and there were a couple of bars in, in Nashville that refused to follow any, any protocols for being closed. He got arrested for being drunk and disorderly, for, for kicking a bunch of glass and shouting profanities and threatening random people out on the streets in Nashville. And he apologized and said, that's not really who I am, and I'm really sorry for everybody, blah, 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 blah. Then in, I guess it was August or September, he was supposed to be on Saturday Night Live, one of their first shows back since COVID had hit. And they had really, really, really strong COVID protocols for everybody appearing on the show and all the crew to make sure everybody was safe. Right before he was supposed to be on the show, he was caught on video partying up with some college kids at the University of Alabama or off campus there, uh, including kissing a bunch of random women and, you know, all that kind of stuff. No masks anywhere, obviously. It was a big old party. So he got kicked off Saturday Night Live. He put out this big statement about how that's not who he is and he needs to grow up and he's going to work on himself and he's got a lot of really just really good heartfelt statement one of the best I'd ever read and he he spoke it so uh, it was a video that you could see about somebody who really admitted that they had a control problem and they were going to do something about it and uh, a couple of months later Lorne Michaels of Saturday Night Live re gave him re-invited him and he came on the show he did a great performance and uh, all is forgiven and then about a week ago he shows up again, being drunk and disorderly, this time in front of his own home, and people videotape him mm. screaming profanities, including racial Ugh. slurs, some of the most worst racial slurs. And once again, he has issued an apology saying, that's not who I am. I need to do better. But now the world seems to have run out of patience. He yeah. has been suspended by his label. He has been dropped by every major radio station group in the country. And both the Academy of Country Music and the Country Music Association have suspended him from partaking in any of their events. Like CMA disqualified him for performing and receiving an award, which you yeah. remember last year, he, he like won for Best New Artist. He's, he sure did. This year, you know he would have gotten a bunch more this year. Absolutely, because his and, new album is, is supposed to be really good. Clicking on all cylinders creatively, but dumb as a box of hair personally. And and I think, and, and here, here's the conversation I'm interested in, Lori, because I uh, of the three of us, I think you probably know the most about addiction and recovery. Assuming that this is an addiction problem, all right? Let's just say that he's not just a random jerk, but he has a control problem. My question is, my theory or whatever is, 
that does alcohol, it lowers inhibitions, yes, and it might make you behave in a way that you would not normally behave. But it doesn't necessarily make you believe something you wouldn't ordinarily believe in terms of right from wrong, racial, whether or not you are a racist using racial slurs. I'm thinking back to like when Mel Gibson was arrested for DUI and he went off on this big anti-Semitic tirade and he said it was the alcohol that made him do it. I don't think alcoholism makes you anti-Semitic. It just lowers your inhibition to say the things you already feel. So is Morgan Wallen... Is this all alcohol related or is there some personal responsibility outside of the disease that's in here, too? What do you think? That's a really good question. And I think the factor that we don't know is if drugs are involved because drugs actually change your brain. With alcohol, I feel like it doesn't change who you are. It just you're free to do anything that takes away your inhibitions. Whereas Uh with drugs, people do weird things that just make no sense at all that they would never do, even if they were drinking alcohol. If he's using drugs and alcohol, then that would make sense. The problem with any addiction is that you're not making a decision because the alcohol has taken that away. Remember we talked about the teapot, the tea, and like when you boil the water and you put the tea, whatever's in that bag comes out? Yes. So I feel like with alcohol, it's like that. It's one thing to act like you're the karate kid or something when you're high on drugs, but saying things like that, it feels like that's got to come from somewhere, right? Yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. inside. That's how it feels. Like mm-hmm. it was like it's already in there. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing when people get well, then they ha- that's why the 12 steps is so important because it walks you through all the getting well which includes who have I hurt, right? Mm-hmm. What have I done? And that's when a lot of people give up because there's so much shame and embarrassment. It's one thing to apologize. That's what abusers do. They abuse you and then they apologize and then you believe them and then they abuse you again and they apologize. And he keeps on apologizing. Yeah. Every single time he apologizes and everyone buys it. I mean, Saturday right. Live did right. yeah. and first time we did. They, I think we've had it. Yeah. There's a saying, don't believe what you hear, believe what you see. And that's what right. the actions speak louder than words. And I always tell families of people in recovery, don't listen to what they say. They're the best liars in the universe. Watch what they do. Watch Mm -hmm. what they do. And if they're not doing what recovery looks like, then they're not in recovery. Right. So so the Twitter feed from between like some of the country artists after all this came out, one of the first things Kelsey Bellarini said, she's like, the news out of Nashville tonight does not represent country music. And then like Marin Morris disagreed saying, well, it actually is representative of our town because this isn't his first scuffle. Mm. And then she made a point of saying uh, he just demolished a huge streaming record last month, regardless of being that way. We all know it wasn't his first time using that word. And then she went on to say, like, we keep them rich and protected at all costs with no recourse. Go Mickey Mary. Guyton, she, she, you know, she had words too. And she's like, you know, that hate runs deep. Crickets won't work this time, meaning mm. doing nothing will not work this time. Right. Yep. And, you know, you got to wonder, it, it sounded like he and his friends were so loud and so obnoxious at 2 a.m., his neighbor was that pissed off to ruin his career. They were tired of it. It was probably like the 50 umpteenth time that it had happened. Yeah. You know, 
And you're yeah. right. He was probably like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I've yes. warned you once. I warned you twice. You know what? Yeah. He's just, he is dumb as a box of hair. I mean, seriously, <laughs> what an idiot, you know, I just don't. And the other thing, and I think I went off on this little tangent after the first Saturday night live thing too, is that these, these guys don't understand they're an industry now. Mm-hmm. You're 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 not just you little plain guitar rock star guy. You have a whole lot of people that are dependent on you, whether it's your road crew or your writing team or your label rep or whoever. Right. And what you say reflects on all of those people and their livelihood. And right True. now, you should be down on your knees thinking the dear Lord, you even have a career. And here he is just throwing it away. That sounds a little bit like entitlement. So many chances. So many. Yeah. There's so much he could have been grateful for. And he just. It's almost like he's flipping us off. Like, F you. Good one, Lori. Yeah. Right. Or like Maren Morris said, it's the the golden untouchables. You know? I I love that. I I love her. I'm kind of obsessed with her right now. Yes, oh, she's we pretty all amazing. are. Oh my gosh, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah, she's 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 pretty amazing. She really is quite out there. Um, yes. Yeah. No, he he really is is, and I'm really I'm just I'm very impressed with not just radio but the label. Yeah. Like uh, of all of the things like radio and country music association, that's one thing. But for his record label to to discipline him, that's massive because they. They never do that stuff. Oh, they're making <laughs> lots know? of money off of him, you know? Of course so they're making lots of money off of him. Why would they want to? And and they did. And that's, that right. is amazing. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. And and the other thing to keep in mind is is that with record labels, maybe not with his, but actually with his. No, I, I, I think that I, I will stand by that. For, you know, for every successful money-making artist on a record label, there's a whole bunch that aren't. And the ones that are successful help to pay for the ones that are still up and coming and trying to make it in this world. And mm. so that's a, that's another risk for the label is, you know, by cutting off one of their big money sources, they're endangering the careers of, of the smaller acts that are mm. working 10 times as hard as him. So again, I, I applaud them for doing that. Got to stand up for what's right. Yeah, yeah. you do. And, you know, even then, you got to say to yourself, well, are they standing up for what's right or they're making sure that they're not in the crossfire when all of this mm. gets worse? But either way, it's a stand. Mm-hmm. It's a brave stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, then when you look at all the artists right now that are, I mean, so many artists are just doing so much good right now. They're giving, they're sharing, they can't do concerts, but they're putting things out. Everybody's trying to do something to build morale and positivity. And then you have someone like him who's just in your face. Who's just partying. Just like he's just party, party, party. Right. And he's and he's he's in your face with the the lame apologies. Mm -hmm. Just just crazy. If he really, 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 really wants to, quote, do better, then, like you said, don't talk about it. Just go do it. He got an invitation from the NAACP uh, mm. to to come and take an education class and then go and, and help educate others. And I haven't seen whether he's made an official response to that yet. Mm. So they're, they're reaching out to him to say, put your money where your mouth is in terms of apologies. Wow. It'd be interesting to see if he does anything with that. Mm-hmm. If he was um, smart, he would do it. If he wants to redeem himself at all, he yeah. best be trying to get with the black community and doing everything he can maybe even put money towards like some of the black colleges or do something right he's got to really do it you know what if he what if he does all of that and then six months from now another video shows up you know right it's got to be in your heart it has to change Mm -hmm. your heart it can't just change your your wallet right you got to do the work wow i think some people are so used to being bought out and rescued 
that yeah. they have that mentality of, it'll, you know, somebody will get me out of this or I'll get out of this, you know. So it is really a, a mindset change, and that's doing hard work of recovery. You don't yeah. just quit yeah. drinking. You do the work. And there's a reason you're drinking. Well, I got to say kudos to the country music community mm. uh, for really, really doing something about it. I, I feel like the country community is different than it was maybe back in the 90s. Like, I don't know how it would have been if he would have done the same thing back then. They seem more... Um, accepting i guess you know like you you just talked about claire tj osborne right that's the other giant there's country a, music news yeah right right something was done about someone saying a racial slur and now someone has come out as being openly gay that's a milestone that's a milestone for country music mm-hmm. it's uh, huge you you can you can literally count on one hand the number of, of country stars that that have come out and acknowledged being gay and most of them you've never heard of or they're gone now. Right. Um, he's the first, like, at the top of the chart. I mean, they're, yeah. they're very, very successful act. They've had a couple of hit songs. Uh, they were touring a ton. Obviously, nobody's touring right now, but they're hugely, hugely popular. And uh, he was not, interestingly enough, he was not closeted within the industry. Everybody, I, I didn't know this, but, you know, apparently within Nashville and the, the circuit, it was known that he was gay. But this is the official coming out to the public, you know, just he didn't want to like, uh, what did he say? He didn't, he didn't want to have to keep censoring himself as he was, you know, living life or whatever. And so he decided to go ahead and just make it blatantly public with an article in like Time and People and all that kind of stuff. So he really, really came out on it. And he's been, mm. you know, the response has been really positive from a lot of people. Yeah. It's huge. It's literally, I said this on my Facebook page, this is life-saving. It is literally life-saving. because Agreed. Oh my God, so many kids out there that that do not see themselves in role models. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you know what whatever you're you know whether you're talking about you know gay kids or, or people of color or whatever um, situation you're in, when you don't see yourself represented in a role model, it is so hard mm-hmm. to bootstrap yourself when you're surrounded by people who don't understand that you're different. As a gay kid, I'm just like thrilled to see this. And I, you never want to force someone out of the closet, but there are so many others that I wish could, could do that, you know. And I don't even want to call it courage. It is courage, but it's, it's um, it, like I said, you, you can't make somebody not do something they're not ready to do. Right. Um, I just wish that other country music singers could find it in themselves to do it. So thank you so much, TJ. Yeah. And it's wonderful how coming out wasn't too big of a a deal for him, even though he had a few reservations about industry reaction. Here's the part where I'm talking about country music having changed. It was only a few reservations. It didn't keep him from... It didn't stop him. It didn't stop right. him. And and he he's totally comfortable with it. Not just because everyone's being very supportive. He just I think he just knew everything was gonna be okay. Mm. Yeah. And and that's I think that's the difference between today and maybe country music 10, 20 years ago. Absolutely. I don't know if you agree with that. I, I totally agree with you. I think a lot of a lot of America has evolved and country is just a reflection yeah. of that. 
a little of it may also be that genres have mixed so much. I mean, there'll be there'll be a lot of people that tell you that country music today ain't really country music. There ain't no there's no fiddles and there's no bandos. <laughs> and honestly, I'm one of those people. <laughs> I don't actually I'm not actually crazy about a lot of the country music that's that's being called country right now because there's no country in it except for the the storytelling and the feeling, which is really what country music is about, not not the instrumentation. But um, so I do think that you know because music is kind of crossing over so much more that there's probably more tolerance for now. One one country star that did come out as gay last year is Little Nas X, like the number one country song and the number one song for I think it still holds the record for the longest running song at number one, which is Old Town Road, which was like the big. It's basically a oh, novelty yeah. hit, but it, it became a real hit. And and Little Nas X, who's behind that, was gay, and he didn't even yes. have to come out. He was like he just was he's like oh no i'm gay he just then, was <laughs> right and then yeah and then country music had to deal with wow not only is he black and it has rap in it but now he's gay and it's our number one song oh dear lord <laughs> what do we do you know right, so that right. that whole thing has gone on too so i think you're right anna country the country audience and the country acceptance has evolved uh significantly from queen of my double wide trailer to <laughs> to just queen <laughs> <laughs> Oh my right? gosh! <laughs> yes, um. yeah, but I, I, I do love the Osborne, or the brothers, brothers Osborne. I just, I've, I've liked their music anyway. Um, yeah, them, them, and Old Dominion. They're my, they're my favorites right now. Good job, country music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My dogs agree. <laughs> Bark. Right, oh, they, they um, do always <laughs> chime in. Shady always has something to say on the subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl Fifty Five mm-hmm. this Sunday. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Who's your pick? Ooh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm All going right. with Mahomes. Yeah, okay, I think Mahomey. so. I think they just got they got too many weapons on both sides of the ball. How about you? Uh, you know, I'd I'd have to agree. All right. You don't care, do you? I, I don't really care. I don't really know. I will probably watch the big game. Um, <laughs> you know, I was I was thinking you were gonna pick. The weekend. <laughs> well, there you go. The They're yes. going to win, <laughs> of course. There, there is a there is speculation that Paula is it Paula Abdul may join him for one song. Really? Mm-hmm. What for? There's no need. <laughs> is it? Maybe it's. There really is no need. There's absolutely no what I, for? I Let's see. I'm going to Google this. I just talked about it. Weekend super. I'm not supposed to say Super Bowl, right? Um, uh, with Paula. Ab- I heard that snort. By the lights. I, I'll give you guys some music yeah. while, while Wait, I'm uh, trying to look that up. Isn't that Paula Abdul? Forever, your girl. <laughs> Gosh, maybe it's who else would it be? Who did he just do a song with? You might be right. It could be (laughs) Sorry. Hey, do you guys know that Blinding Lights doesn't have the words Blinding Lights in any part of the lyrics? Uh, No. Wow. Does that keep you up at night? What's up with all the bandages? I know. And well, he got a word okay. On the bandages okay, is part ready. of his shtick, right? You know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, because he, it's like he takes them off and on, like a fake cast a, or something. Yeah. Even though some of his songs sound so, you know, upbeat, mm-hmm. like that Blinding Light song actually 
is supposed to be sad. Okay. Is it just me or does that song, does he sound a little bit like Cher? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it's just me? (laughs) Now I can't unhear that. (laughs) If I could turn back the town, blinded by the lights. So, so I'm just, I'm, I'm batting that. a thousand. Everything that I've said, I cannot prove or. Uh, no, I want, now I want to know about this Paula Abdul thing, because that would be something. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. find it, because it said there's rumors. But, you know, right. we, get, we get all this show prep stuff, so it's like trying to find right. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot of times what happens is they, they announce the Super Bowl performer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's always going to be about 50% of the world that goes, eh meh right Mm -hmm. and so then you have to like kind of juice it up so they start like adding other people and adding other people and sometimes it's really it ends up being really cool yeah some of the people that that join and the the show ends up being a lot more better than it was but they leak you're right they have to kind of leak out these stories to make sure that that we tune in you know myself i actually watch for the game um (laughs) the commercials are going to be very different this year very different a lot of the major um, normal major purchasers of ads uh, mm-hmm. didn't buy them this year right. or if they did they're changing the tone there's a nobody um, you know a lot of the advertising agencies don't want to be the typical uh, hip and fun and sarcastic and kind of that you know whatever mm-hmm. uh, in the age of COVID everybody wants to be kinder and gentler and that doesn't necessarily you know go over as well with some of the ads so like Bud, for example, is still going to be having um, Bud Seltzer and some of their other Budweiser with products. Post Malone. Right, right, right. But actual Bud Light and Budweiser, they're not going to specifically advertise for. And then I think what? they're taking now what they might be doing is more of a lower cost kind of PSA version where they're talking about how certain proceeds are going to go toward different efforts to help with COVID, whether it's vaccination efforts or uh, testing efforts or helping those in need, that kind of thing. But a lot of the, the companies are, are, they just want to be less flippant and more helpful. And overall, it's lowering the cost of the ads this year much significantly than it, than it ever has before. Oh, interesting. That might explain why uh, the diabetes, the new thing that you can put on you uh the one mm-hmm. of the jonas brothers he's got that and so he does a commercial for that on there the super go. bowl yeah, yeah and they age him they take him from the age he is now and they age him and then come back and talk about it so it's not funny i bet he's still <laughs> cute though he's cute at adorable all ages. adorable I didn't mean yeah. to laugh when you said, it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. Right. It's not It's not going for funny. Exactly. Right. Yeah, they're, right. they're all, they're trying to stay away from humor. It's kind of a bummer. I don't know. It. I I, I like to escape in humor. I mean, I, yeah. I, Me too. Myself, I look forward to the humor okay. because it gets you out of all the other crap. Okay, listen. Know? When the whole Bernie meme thing exploded... And I laughed right. my butt off. That felt so good because we have had a year of no laughter. So the fact that yes. the commercials might not be funny. Here's what I hope, you guys. I hope that they're telling us this so that they actually bring us some funny this coming Sunday. Mm. So, they try to lower our expectations. Lower. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's good marketing. Otherwise, right? Facebook is going to be like every time there's a commercial break, everyone's going to post. That's not funny. That's not funny. Right. <laughs> That's right. not funny. And where are those damn Clydesdales? Right? 
Right. And the little right. dog, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Those made me cry. Oh, oh, me, they too. Always do. They always See, and do. I don't know if they're even going to go for that because they don't want people to cry either. Right. You know? they don't want... I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't know. No laughing, no crying. We're just no all going to be very, no very crying. neutral. But think about it. <laughs> think about it. It doesn't say a thing about beer. It's all about the Clydesdales, which are equal to beer. Not oh. this year. This year, Not it's this bitch year, face. But, yeah. 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 Post Malone. Is that what you said? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I think I said, what, what's it called? Resting face. I oh, resting said bitch. bitch face. I said, I forgot to say resting. So I just, no. I just said bitch face. Like, what is she saying? <laughs> <laughs> resting. My bad. Sorry, everyone. I didn't mean to call you bitch face. Yeah, well, we're just going to have that if it's not funny. We're all going to be like. <laughs> Nothing's funny anymore. That's Damn right. It. You can have our little mm, face on. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry for calling you bitch face. <laughs> you can you can just say RBF. We don't have to say there, hey, right, there we go. Right. Oh Lord. Oh. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Life Coach Lori, Claire, bitch faces. Um, <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for downloading this podcast. And let's lead you to our Facebook page. Why not like it? You, you know, it's titled in a weird way, isn't it, Lori? Yeah, listen and learn dot. Listen dot and learn or not. Something like that. Wait. <laughs> Let's see. Wait. I'm going to find listen it. Listen and learn dot or not dot. And no spaces. <laughs> yeah, here no it is. Spaces. You ready? Listen and learn dot or not. <laughs> I think AJ was like drunk when he I created think so. this. So. He did want to do so a drunk podcast. So I know we're stuck with it. It's listen and <laughs> right. learn dot or not dot. <laughs> right. And if you tag us and then post to our Facebook page and let us know, we'll send you my book. Did not see that coming. <gasps> Get out. Really? Yeah, why not? Can Something I do free? That? <laughs> yes, you can. Use use your use your partner's name, use Sharon's name. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Yeah. So they gotta tag That's us. Cool, Coach Lori. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Tag us and then take a picture somehow, a screenshot. You you all know how to do it. We don't. And um, post so that we can see you did it. And then we'll PM you to get your address and send you a book. And what is the name of the book? Did not see that coming. I love that we're doing this. We're giving something away. Woohoo! Give it Yay! away. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Yeah. That's right. Away. Give it away. Give it away now. What you got? You got to get to put it in ya. <laughs> Do you remember the, hey, put the, put hey, the Ed, Remember the Simpsons when uh, when Red Hot Chili Peppers were on the Simpsons and Marge says, "I think you should make it nicer." Like what I got? It makes me want to hug and kiss ya. <laughs> 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 and, and and that's while they're like singing in their underwear on stage. Right. <laughs> At, At Moe's bar. Oh, oh. Love it. So yeah, with all that musical talent, please share us. Please give us yes. a five star rating. And get your Did Not See That Coming book. That's right. Tag us. By author Lori Ann Hardy. Mm -hmm. Not yes. to be mistaken with Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Has that been a problem? <laughs> With older people. <laughs> when I first started in radio, most of the jocks were older than me, and they're like, oh, that sounds like Laurel and Hardy. And I'm like, my middle name's Ann. They're like, oh, it's not funny. 
Uh-oh. Again, it's not funny. <laughs> That's right. It's just it's not, not funny. Again with the not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I better fix that. While you're busy giving us a five-star rating, don't forget to tell your friends and neighbors about this podcast. You should tell the wine merchant where you go buy your wine. You should tell the vet tech. You should tell the vet also, but the vet tech is someone who really needs to hear it. How much fun and how much you can learn or not from this podcast. How about the person who gives you your vaccine? Your COVID vaccine. Absolutely. Tell them. Totally tell them. Mm -hmm. Both the first dose and the second dose. Right. (laughs) Don't be rude. Share your feelings. (laughs) That shot didn't hurt at all. I think you should listen to our podcast. Listen (laughs) and learn or not. We accept all insurance plans. It might be a copay. We should have combined listen and learn or not and vaccinations. That would have been a really smart idea. Okay. Next time, we need to apply for a license to give shots. Yes. Let's do that. Happy vaccinating, everyone. (laughs) Happy Super Bowl week, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. May your team win and may the odds be ever in your favor. May you have plenty of ranch sauce for your buffalo wings. And I hope you laugh. (laughs) And may you laugh. Or not. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, ladies.